what we do here is go back, 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 back. A man, Jochen Hagar, once told Arya Stark, a girl must be nobody before she can be one of many faces, right? And you ask yourself, how does this have anything to do with what we're talking about? Am I the girl? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you are. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. Had a great interview with Paige last week. Getting back into some Raider football. Andy, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I, I'm, I'm excited for, for what we have. I'm excited for um, getting closer to training camp. It, it's it's one of those things where you just kind of look at it, and, and we're in the dog days of summer, as we always talk about. But um, I'm excited for this episode, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm excited for a, a little bit longer, but... Here we are um, just for an agenda for kind of what the uh, breakdown is, is we're going to go through a couple things. Um, Micah has found a few things that are on good morning football um, that he wants to break down and kind of run through a little bit um, Raider relevant. So that's good. Um, and then also he has a surprise at the end. He's going to run through a few questions. Um, they may be um, you know, a, a, a little DC related, but who knows? We'll see where they go. Um, but also it's, it's one of those things where he's, he's pulling Andy on Andy right now is where I have a few questions. I just don't tell Mike about, and that's kind of where he's going. So we're going to run through the breakdown right now. Um, he has a couple of things he wants to mention and he wants to go through it right now. So Mike, I will just stop talking and let you go, go from there. Yeah, so Good Morning Football, a great TV show to watch in the in the morning, as the name indicates. Uh, they were doing some AFC West talk, and they were going around the table, and the question was, in the 2021 season, to have success, the Raiders need to do blank. And here are the four different things that they broke down. Um, Nate Burleson said the Raiders need to dominate with the run game. Josh Jacobs last year had 12 rushing touchdowns. They added Kenyon Drake to add kind of like a two-headed monster in there. So we'll see where that goes. But his his point was just to basically dominate in the run game. If you can, you know, punch the ball down the throats of any of these teams that are high-flying passing offense and kind of control it on your side of things, keep them off the field. Uh, you know, we saw the Raiders be very successful when they were dominating the run game. Um, so he basically said, get back to what you know, dominate there. Peter Schrager said, that they need to be top 10 in turnover differential or just win the turnover differential battle. 2020, they were minus 11 turnover differential, which basically means your your number of turnovers compared to your the opposing team's number of turnovers. And the Raiders' opponents had 11 more turnovers on average uh, than the Raiders did. They were tied for 30th last year. 2019, it was minus two at 20, uh, 21st overall. 2018 was minus seven at 26th overall. So as we know, Raiders have been very bad with turnovers in general for a long time. Defense has been bad. There was a lady on there that uh, was filling in, I believe. I don't know the name, unfortunately, did not catch it. So I know you're probably listening to this right now. Sorry for you know not catching it. But she just basically said the defense needs to be better, um, which is a pretty... <laughs> 
pretty standard statement. Uh, but kind of pointing out like Arden Key's penalty against the Dolphins, how it's just like the most ridiculous stuff, just like tragically, you know, ends it for us in games we should have won. You know, someone does something stupid, that kind of stuff. Just be better, be normal, you know. And then Kay Adams said that the Raiders passing game needs to outduel the AFC West. We've invested a lot in Darren Waller, uh, drafted rugs high to get the speed on the offense. We made strides last year. You saw us put up 40 points against Kansas City. She basically said that with the AFC West having such good quarterbacks with Herbert kind of coming into his own, obviously Mahomes, that they need to outduel the AFC West. That was a lot that I just said there. So what I'm going to ask you is, one, I want you to tell us if you agree with any of those and maybe what your uh, keys for success is. And then I also want to hear from you on what your what you think the least likely of those four options are to happen. So real quick, Nate Burleson, dominate the run game. Peter Schrager, be top 10 in turnover differential. Random lady, defense needs to be better in general. Kay Adams, outdoor AFC West. That was a lot of me rambling. What say you? No, I think um, it's interesting because uh, I tend to agree with more of the dominate the AFC West in, in passing and also just be better on defense because the thing is, is I'm going to touch on all of them basically, but but like the the turnover differential is, is yes, that, that needs to happen. Like I think if you look back at the, Let's just take the top four um, NFC and AFC teams. I, I, I guarantee if you look at the turnover differential, it's not like they, they're in the top 10 at some, at some capacity, right? So I think that's, that's there, and I think that needs to happen. You know, even though we were 31st, I think one or two, you know, on the plus side, we would put, it, put us in the top 20, what have you. But um, I think the running game, you know, just dominate the run – you know, run the ball down their throats. We're going to do that anyways. It's going to happen. It's inbred. And so I think you, you take a look at it and say like, okay, what do we need to do differently? Um, even though that wasn't a question, but like you think of John Gruden, and I think we do have to stretch the field a little bit. I think we do have to attack in, in the offensive game. And so I, I kind of lean more towards the actual, the, the K Adams side of it, where it's like, Hey, I think we do need to, to push the ball down the field because we have the weapons to, to then run when we need to. Right. So um, but when we have gotten into trouble is because we haven't, we haven't won the turnover differential, which is obviously part of that, but we also have been so conservative that it has allowed us to not capitalize. And then we're, we're, we're down 14. Right. So I think there's a lot of things that are in there that, you know, we, we could address and, and should address, but I think it, it's kind of just being different. It's kind of just being, being adapting to, to who we are currently right now. And I think we have more weapons. I think we have a lot more reason to, push the ball down the field. And I think we have a lot more reason to, to get a lot more pressure um, on the defensive side to create those turnovers. So um, the, the getting better on defense, I, I think everyone could just put their hand up and be like, that would be excellent. You know, I'm, I'm into that. Um, but the run the ball down the throats, I think it's, we're, we're going to do that anyways. I, I think if anything, I would want the opposite. So I, I think if anything, I, I would be like, Hey, let's get, let's get more creative in our offense scheme. Let's get more creative as far as how we run the ball as far as how we throw the ball and as, as far as how we attack down the field, because I think Gruden, you can kind of not say you can chalk him up to like, you know what he's going to do. Right. But it's like, there, there, there's scripted things that are in there that, that, that don't throw off the defense is all I'm saying. So um, I, I would say the least likely to happen 
I mean, the least likely to happen is probably our defense just getting better because it just <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't ever get better. Right. But I would say the, the thing I would least like to improve is it is probably just running the ball down, down their throats because I don't think that the NFL is going that way. Right. And I think we have a strength and if anything, stretching the ball down the field and getting more creative will allow us to be more effective compared to running the ball 35 times a game, if that makes any sense. Right. It's like, instead of just like pound, 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 control the clock, control the clock. It's like, sure. But I think there's a way where we can, if we can improve in these areas, that will be more effective. So that's my short answer. If that is taken by the judge, judge fudge. No, I do like it. Is there, um, is there anything outside of those little umbrellas that you would say, like, if you had to answer that question, yeah, is there anything outside of that that you might label as like, this is the thing? Those are all pretty like. Yeah. Well, no, I think, I think it's a fair question. Um, if you look at the good teams, like, like let's just take offense for a second, right? If, if you look at the good teams is, is they have 100% um, confidence in their offense. And so I think we have enough weapons to do that. And so when it seems like we're always in a first, second or third and manageable. And so what that means is, is like, okay, first, like first and 10 manageable. And then, and we'll run, we'll run the ball or second and seven manageable. And then it's a quick pass. Okay. Third and three, and we're going to do some short. Right. So instead I would just want to scrap all that and say, the Raiders are always trying to like get a first out, right? They're always trying to like, just go boom, 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 move the ball down the field to where it's, 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 it's unpredictable in the predictability. Yeah. All gas, no breaks. Right. All gas, no breaks. So it's to where it's like, Hey, we have the options. We have the, the plays, right. And we can just go because if you look at the actual, so okay. If you look at the Ravens, you look at the chiefs, let's take that. Right. And, and then you look at the bucks, you look at, whoever the, the the Packers, the Niners, whoever, right. It's like, they're not, they're not dealing on down in distance, right. They're not always, they're not saying, okay, second, seven, what's our second and seven play. It's what's our play right now. And, and it could be three yards. It could be 15 yards. It doesn't matter. So, but Gruden is so like defined in that sense where it's like, okay, third and six, here's seven yards. And he throws it. Right. Like, it's like, can we just get in and we, and, and like, can we just spread and go? Or can we just get tight and go? And, and can we just move and shake and move and shake based off of what we know will increase the yards in a sense? So it's like, I, I think that's where I'm at, where it's like, we can just be so, we're, we're just, it, it's, it's the opposite of the Syracuse college basketball defense, right? We're just going, we're just going. Because for anyone that knows that, it's like, they just press, yeah. they press the whole time, right? Let, let's just press. Let's just press and go, press and go, press and go, press and go. Because the one that you, you put the heat on them, there's, there's a penalty, right? It's like, you think it's third and three and we're running something short and people are going long and they're holding, right? It's like, those are the guys that, that they always, it, it's Matthew McConaughey. You just go forward, right? It's, it's yeah. Whatever. But it, I'm, I'm just saying like that kind of attack where it's just like, we're always pressing forward. And I, I just think like there's some predictability to Gruden that it, it worries me at times to where, I don't know, it's, it's always down in distance. It's, it's like too congested to where it's just like, hey, we need six yards. Let's go get 12. That, that's it. So, no. no, yeah. And as soon as you mention, you know, kind of that whole like confidence in your offense, first thing I thought about is us getting in like third and longs. 
and, you know, third or second in unmanageables, you know, type of thing where it's like, it's almost like they just like lose all confidence in like what's going to happen. Even, Maybe no, sorry, I lose all confidence in what's going to happen, but like. But even, even think about it though. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. But think about, I guarantee you, if you looked at the last, if you took the last season and it was third and, let's say third and three and less, I guarantee you we had two tight ends or more. Yeah. In like 80% of the time. Which is predictable for that situation. And, yeah. And it doesn't mean it's not going to work right? It, it, like, it doesn't matter whether it worked or not. It's like the, the, what it puts on the defense, right? Whether they go into the four, three, the bear or the nickel or the dime or whatever, right? It's like that, that matters because yeah. then you get matchups. The game is about matchups constantly. So even if you get into not even a shotgun, but right. But like a under center, one back, three wide receivers, a tight end flex out, he check, checks in and then you go, right? You could still win the same thing, but it's all about personnel that they, cause that's how they like defense makes their calls based off your personnel. Right. So yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, and I also think that like Gruden so much of like a, we're going to, we're going to be better than you, man. Like, I don't care if you know what we're doing, we're going to go out there. We're better than you. We're our guys are going to win. And as long as we're better than you are, then, then we're going to get this first down. It's like, it doesn't always work that way. And, you know, it is, there is some simplicity to the fact of like, if your guy, if you can beat your guy, it's going to succeed. But there's also something to like double tights on third and three and then mm-hmm. putting 14 guys in the box. And it's just like, yeah. Well, he, sorry, here's a perfect example is, is uh, you take the, the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl, right? A couple of years back, you had Cal Shanahan who obviously, big fan of is he would have Mohamed Sanu and he's, he's six, four two ten, Right. And he's like, all, all things considered he's next. He played slot the whole game. Why? Because he would be in the slot and he would shuffle back in. And, and it, it, as soon as you had three by ones, you had two by twos and he could block. Right. And it's the same way that, that you have to think is like, okay, this is what we're showing. So they line up that way. And then you bring your, your set that way, shuffle him in, boom, 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 go. Right. So that's why there's all these receivers who are big bodied, not big bodied as far as height wise, but more girth wise, quick routes in and out, blah, 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 but also can block. So you can, you can split them out, but you can also bring them in. Um, anyways, I'm saying it, I don't mean to keep going on my Kyle Shanahan thing. No, I love it. it, it, it it's a it. it's a reason because it, it's it's Gruden. It, it's exactly what he says. It's like, hey, we're gonna beat you with what we have, and you stop us. And they're like, okay, well, yeah. you show us a fullback and two tight ends. Here's Haloti Nada. Yeah, here's here's our right heavy, there. Here's our goal line heavy sets. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh. And Gruden's like, we're running the ball. They're like, yeah, we we know. And he's like, cool. And then it's like, boom, whatever, right? And then it's, it's like spider two Y banana, Alec Ingold for the touchdown. So, you know, I'm just kidding. It, it, it all works itself out, right? Yeah, at some point. But <laughs> no, kidding. I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's, it's not even so creative. It's just like, don't show your hand constantly. Well, and I think that if you went and took a poll, there's a good chance that the Raiders would probably be voted – top five most predictable offenses in the NFL. Not to say it's a bad thing, which that's not a good thing, obviously, but like 
Gruden's Gruden and he's going to run his game. And it, it, a lot of it comes, you know, there is some, there's some trickery on there of like, Hey, how is he going to come out and do these things? But like, you know what Gruden's going to do. And, you know, he's got his guys who, you know, we've seen that they've just been better than other teams and they've been yeah. able to impose their will on it. But at the same time, it's not anything tricky. You know, it's not anything crazy. It's not anything that, you know, a, a couple weeks worth of game film, you couldn't kind of just like get a gist of what's going on. And obviously it's more in depth than that. And that's just me rambling on about something ridiculous, but it's like, we sit here on the couch being like, don't do this. This is what you're going to do. And then right. they end up doing it. You know what I mean? And then we're pissed well, off. Cause it's like, I don't know. Here's the thing though. It, take a look. Like I guarantee if you looked at the top seven, top 10 offenses, right? If, if ESPN or whoever, Bleach Report, I don't, I don't care. They're like, these are the top 10 offenses projected for next year. What do you think they would say? Right? They would, they would ramble on about these teams and names and things like that. What do you think the common denominator would be? Do you think it'd be quarterback? Maybe. Do you think it'd be, do you think it'd be weapons? I don't know. It all comes back to the who's calling the plays. Because if you looked at it and you looked at quarterback, running back, tight end, receivers. The Raiders are in the top seven of that. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> not bias. But they're so far away from that as far as how people look at them because of the way they choose to roll them out, structure them, call plays, etc. I'm not saying I'm better than Gruden. I'm just saying, like, that's what it is. So the common denominator of all those things is because of who is – calling the plays and who's setting them up in these certain situations. That's it, man. And I said, man, but also anyways, I, I could talk about that forever. Yeah. And it just, it, it's I'll stop. No, it's absolutely fantastic. That's why we talk about these things is to spark these types of conversations. Here's a question for you. It's July and I'm so fired <laughs> up about that. Here's, here's, well, here's a question for you too. So you were just kind of, started off on the fact of like, you know, this is where offenses are going with, uh, you know, high flying passing game, all this stuff. Do you think there's a point that when everybody's zigging and John Gruden zagging with this like 30 rushes a game, so defenses are going to smaller, faster linebackers that can work sideline to sideline and that can cover better. Okay. But does that bode better for someone who's going to go back to a round, ground and pound run game? Do you think that the pendulum swings or the bubble bursts at any point where it's like what was old is now new because things are kind of swinging back, water's fine in its level, that kind of thing? No. The only reason I say that is because it, if, like, look at DC's past attempts for the yeah. year. He, he averaged top 12, okay? I, I don't even know the stat, but I, I know he averaged in the top 12 or top 15. So taking that in consideration and also the, it's not the like formations. It's throwing it. Right. We're still throwing it, right? So so it, it doesn't I – don't, I don't think about – it, it basically what it speaks on is inefficiency. So I, I think it does. And, and if you want to look at it, look at the Niners. Sorry, they, they, <laughs> they sucked. The Niners sucked last year. Like Jimmy G got hurt. They had the dickhead that threw 500 yards against us. Nick, Nick Mullins, who could, yeah, he couldn't, he, he threw for like a buck 80 or less against everyone else, which whatever, but they, they still won like seven games, dude. Okay. It's because of what you bring out there and what you show, how you show your play action. It's, it's not even, it's like hey, five wide motion, motion wide, you know, running back running back there, 
play action. It's like, dude, we know you're throwing. Or goal line, goal line, goal line, 97 tight ends, 18 Jason Woodens. Punch fake, punch fake, punch fake. Play action. There's a difference, okay? And so I, we still threw the ball a shit ton last year. And it wasn't effective. So it's, it's not, so I agree with what you're saying, but it's how you do it. Okay. It's how you show it. It's how you do it. It's how you fool. Not even, it's not even fooling the defense, but like you want, it, it's a matchup game. We talked about this. It's like, it's like, do you want that nickel on your big wide receiver or do you want that safety on your slot? Okay. That, that's all it is. So do you want, like what matchup do you want? And then from that, what do you want to get from it? You can run the same, you can run the same play regardless. But do you want a nickel corner on your Marshall Aitman, even though he shouldn't be on the field? Or do you want this guy here, right? Big safety on your slot and you're running pass. It, it, you can do it. I promise you. It has been done and it's being done every week. So I don't agree. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't even know what the question was. No, don't. I, I absolutely love it. it, it I, I didn't even realize I, I got so fired up. Like, it's July I still. I'm going to keep saying that. But, I like, I'm still fired up about. I, well, it, it makes it makes me think of, as a recently married man, um, one, of the, one of the biggest things I've learned is that uh, how you say something is just as important as what you're saying. <laughs> um, the inflection of the things that you say. Um, can can learn well you <laughs> can be contexted differently so you know it it is important like you know what you're doing as as far as these play callings but also how you're doing it you know so i just keep, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm ready keep going so, yeah okay so moving into um you know moving into the dc talk it was a great transition you know on your end i have a two-part question for you what what sucks about this two-part question is that like I want to ask one and then follow it up with the other, but an answer to one could negate the answer to the other and kind of cancel it out. But first question, I'll start out with this one. Um, it's more of a broader one. Will DC continue out the rest of John Gruden's 10 year term with him in Las Vegas? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, I think, I think it's, it's also like in, in it's embedded the fact that like Gruden's going to get 10 years. And so in a sense, I don't, I don't know if I even believe that. I have a hard time thinking he's not going to. Right, exactly. Right. And you think about the connection, you think about, so I, I think what it comes down to is his connection with Davis and, and the fact, but I also think like, how long can he take losing? Yeah. Right. So if you flipped it and said, okay, well, you give DC an extension and then you have Gruden, is Gruden going to last eight losing seasons? I don't think so. I think he'll do whatever the fuck he wants. Sorry. But if I were to guess, I would, I would say no in some capacity, because I, I think um, one more losing season, it, it, it gets blamed on DC in some capacity. Like, I don't, I don't think it's fair. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with it necessarily, but I would say no. Okay. So then, I'm going to insert a second question that's going to potentially lead to our third question. Perfect. Derek Carr has two more years left on his contract. Does he get extended? Yeah, I think so. Okay. When do they extend him? Um, I think they extend him at the end of the year. And, and, and once again, like I'm like, I, I feel like I've been pretty honest about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I, and I'm a pessimist also. So I, and it doesn't mean that I also have the, the Bible of, of what the Raiders should do. But 
I, I think what you look at is, is you see his steady progression, which you can, you can call whatever you want about like the weapons around him. They haven't gotten that much better. Sorry. You can say Darren Waller has gotten better, but do you want to say Darren Waller got better or DC got better? Okay. You want, you want to say you lost Amari Cooper and, and these things and Crabtree and, and whatever it's like, dude, hit, like when he lost those, he had nothing. And then he had Waller and he elevated Waller. So every team that has someone like that, it's like, Oh, you know what? That quarterback elevated that person because they won. Yeah. Okay. And, and because we've lost, it's like Darren Waller's a star. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm going to say that he, he gets extended at the end of the year because what they look at is they say, okay, we're probably going to be, I'm just going to guess either pl- like, like mid range or higher ish standings as far as the draft is concerned, which means we're fighting for a wild card contention, which I believe will happen. Yeah. And so, and you look at it and say, okay, we'll look at the quarterbacks that are there and, and you don't have a choice, right? Because then you have the people that are up on their deals and, you know, Dak Prescott gets extended, things like that, like whatever, like you can look at everything else and say, compare to contrast, but he's been the most consistent. And remember when he got the big deal? Yeah. Top five, top seven. You want to know where he's at in money? Oh, he's like 14. Like he's, in... he's like, he's like 14 or 15 or yeah. like of the NFL. Yeah. Bottom top 15. We, we, we talked about this, dude. It's not even close. So the second he got paid, two years from there, when he's progressed, he's, he's at the middle range. And so you'd be like, okay, sure, go ahead. See what you can get for DC. And then deal with Mariota or whatever, right? And so I, I, I guarantee that he's going to progress even more from here. And, and I'm, not, I'm not sure how far. But I also think that he's going to progress. And you're going to look at it and say, He's not the problem. And at some point we have to say he's not the problem and it's going to turn into some Stafford kind of conversation <laughs> where yeah. we're the fucking lion. Sorry. Yeah. We're the lions at the end of the day. I'm trying not to say GD. Right. And yeah. so. got to get it out some, some other way. <laughs> right. I'm just saying like, I think we're going to look at it and just say like, he's not our issue, which I've never thought he was, but I thought it could be better. Right. I, I've always been fair around where he compares. Yeah, but he he's not he's not the guy to do. But also, like we haven't drafted, developed, signed, or whatever to put that around him to be the guy. Nor has our defense been just good enough to win some ball games. So yeah. I, I I think at the end of the year they extend him, and I and I would be one hundred percent fine with that. Okay, so they extend him. Money doesn't matter. What do the years look like? Three. Three year extension. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be 30, 31, right? We sent him a couple of years. Yeah. I don't think it's a big one, right? Cause he's not going to get the, you know, whatever the franchise and he's already passed that. So he already got one. So he's going to get another. And I think it's two or three years. I, I think, I think you do it to just see what you can get and see if you can just keep investing in other things that you just completely decided not <laughs> You just ignore the last couple of years. So, so he gets extended three years, mm-hmm. 2023, 2024, 2025 season. Mm-hmm. Gruden's tenure is up in 2028. Does Gruden 
ride it out, like just go into like two more years of just like starting with a fresh new quarterback and doing nothing. And well, yeah, he go out when he goes out. Factor, I, like, yeah, I'm just you know, workshopping through this whole like, okay, if he does get extended, how close is it to the end of of Gruden's, you know, tenure? How does that line up? Where does it? What kind of purgatory does that put them in? You know. Yeah, I think I think um, new head coaches have this three to four um, range, right? Where it's first three, last three, whatever, right? And, and not like no one gets ten years, by the way. Yeah. Okay, but you take Gruden, you say, okay, three or four years with DC, and then you see progression, you see progression, see progression, whatever. So does he stick it out for mediocre five, six, seven? I don't know, right? Like could trade him, could be like you know, Hey, he's, he's, he's here. He's, he's progressing. So they could deal him. Right. It, it's more about Gruden than anything. <clears throat> I think what we have to distinguish is like, who's calling the shots at the end of the day. So it, is it Mayock or is it Gruden? Because if it's Gruden, then I think at they, they don't extend him. Right. I think at some point they say, okay, well, we got to, we're, we're going to sell high and we're going to reinvest and we're going to see what we can get for him. And then all these rumors that have happened for the last three years, they finally <laughs> they come to come something to, yeah. to where they either sign a free agent or they, or they flip them for a top 10 pick or, and, and I don't know, shoot your load with Spencer Rattler or not even Spencer Rattler, but like, I don't know. I, I don't even know the yeah. quarterbacks yeah. <laughs> at this point, but no you know, but like, you know, I don't know. But like, I, I think that's it where it's like, if, if Cruden is truly invested in 10 years, He's got to make a decision at five or six. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's got to work past your friendship with Derek Carr. And, you know, he's got to think about that. I don't even know about... if it's that. You know, I, yeah. sorry, but I'm not saying that it's not that. But I think, like, that's where the bind is, is where Gruden's like, I finally have someone that gets it to what I want. And yeah. so it's like either he decides that he wants the next three years to do this because I don't think he can restart with someone brand new especially yeah. with where college offenses are like, it's not the complexity and, 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 or even like where they should be. Right? Yeah. It's like, I don't even think that this is where the NFL is and Gruden's like, I'm just going to fight the good fight. Like it's not even there, dude. Like anyways. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic. That's what I, I don't have any thoughts on this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just here. So I don't get fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so that, will lead us into the final segment that I have. That is a three-part prediction that I am going to make you give us, okay? And it's nothing crazy. For all of you out there that um, have heard of or watched this little show, it's called Game of Thrones. A man, Jockin Hagar, once told Arya Stark, a girl must be nobody before she can be one of many faces, right? And you ask yourself, how does this have anything to do with what we're talking about? Am I the girl? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you are. Ooh. In the grand scheme of things, you know, we're nobody, right? We're just two dudes chatting away on a podcast. We're nobody. So what that does is that gives us the ability to be men of many faces. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pose this to you. I'm going to have you be a man of many Raider Nation faces. Give us your pessimistic record prediction, your realistic record prediction, and your optimistic record prediction. There's lots of fans amongst all, all teams, especially Raider Nation, where you can find the extremes of all three of those options. Be one of each. All right. 
I would say pessimistic is uh, four and thirteen, probably. Um, I, I I don't I, I don't think that like the front end is tough, but it's also like even games, right? Um, winnable games, but who knows how we're going to show up? And the back end is tough. So pessimistically, I think we we could easily go four and thirteen. Realistic, I think probably you know. He's doing math right now, people. Just so, just so you know, bad radio. He's doing math in his head because the schedules have. I know it's it's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, Nine and eight, probably. Um, And then optimistically, I would say eleven and six. So I I think there's, you know, it's it's funny because Gruden talks about like the early schedule, like how tough it is. It's like he's just he's saying that because he he wants his guys to be ready, but like our the back end of our schedule is, is way tougher. So. I, I would say, I would say, honestly, if I was if I was going to bet, I'd bet the over on eight. Um, I think we'd go nine and nine and eight, ten and seven, and then optimistically, I'd say eleven and six, and 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 we're the one, we're the number one wild card. So, well, what scares me with that prediction that you just made um, is how like wildly low the pessimistic side was to compared to the realistic and how close the realistic to like the optimistic side is that's scary. And I, and I, I, I feel that as a Raiders fan, you feel that where you're, you know, they always say like, like last year they say, you know, one or two plays away from winning, you know, double digit games. We were probably also one or two plays away from, you know, losing two or three games. So, yeah. And I think that's it. It's like, how close are we? Like, we're not that close. Okay, like we're we're not a good team. Like we're not a good team and person not great. We're a average team and like ready to be good. Yeah. So that that's what I think. And so it's like like there's a lot to be shown. I think a lot can be said, like depending on how the defense shows up and, and depending on how our offense finally like gets there. But like I'm sorry, but it we're we're either good to kind of great or we're gonna just be bad. Sorry guys. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. it, it's until proven otherwise that that's where it's going to be. So, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, well, I appreciate you playing along with, uh, you know, my wild ride of random questions and, and putting, you know, all go. Things, it's, so, it's yes. thing, and that's so, yeah. the best part. You know, <laughs> I, it's, this is what we call a callback, but yeah, all gas, no breaks. <laughs> I am. And, and I wish I wasn't, but it, it, it is the truth, man. It, it's, We'll see. And, yeah. and, and I'm not going to say anything else outside of the fact of what I believe. And I think that I don't care if you agree with it, but I, I think that my co-host does understand where I'm coming from and that's all I, that I care about. So in case anybody didn't know, these are the dog days of summer and uh, getting Andy <laughs> riled up about the season. It's is a July great 14th, dude, some content, you know, so. Come on, man. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Great episode of us just really, it was just us just going back and forth and, and diving back and forth and rambling on about some random stuff. So it's not, not that other times aren't, but. No, I mean, I think if you were going to be like, hey, what do you think about this call against the, you know, the Browns, you know, when we had double diets and, and they motioned the guy, I would have been like, okay, listen, here's the thing. And then we would talk for a lot, lot longer, but no, I'm just kidding. But I, I appreciate it. I think it's good because, you know, we can get into it and, and we can talk about things that are happening. I think there's a lot of things happening, but it's not super relevant. I think there's a lot of things that also are pertaining that we'll get into. And, and, you know, I, the people are feeling it. So um, I get it. I'm sorry if 
I, I wish I could be more positive. I think I am positive at times, but I'm also realistic. So that's, I, I am, I am me. Yes, you are you. And, and that's what we appreciate. And that's what, that's what the listeners appreciate. So I think there's one takeaway they can, they can take away from this episode is that it was wildly unorganized under the helm of Mike and McDonald running. The no, not at all. I don't think, I, I don't think that at all. So I think we're just, we're just talking ball. This exactly. guy's being dudes. So. Exactly. Yeah. As always, we really appreciate uh, all the love. Uh, please share, subscribe, rate, review, give us those five stars, leave those reviews on iTunes. Go get you a draft top. Uh, check out the Twitter bio. Check out the the notes in the episode itself on iTunes. Um, you can get the link to draft top. Use Topless Crew 10. Get 10% off. Fantastic tool. It's just changed the game of how to drink beer and the, the possibilities that you can do for any type of drink in a can. So go get one. Uh, it's another great way to support the pod. Uh, we're hoping um, that we we got a uh, a fun interview lined up, uh, possibly for you guys next week. So we'll uh, hopefully be able to get that locked down and and done. But uh, we appreciate you sticking along for the ride uh, on this this dog day. We'll see y'all next week. That's right, right in. Love you guys. Uh, stand up. It it's it is what it is, man. We're we're in the dog days of summer, and and we're here to produce some content. But we do have a good episode um, interview lined up for you guys. So. Can't wait for that. Micah, he's not on break. See ya. See y'all later.